Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and is just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Go to TryMiracle.com slash handsome to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code handsome at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash handsome and please use the code handsome to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash handsome to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome to another episode of The Handsome Pod. It's Fortune Famester, and I'm joined by... Mae Martin. Tignotaro. I fucked it. No, you didn't. I like that we we consistently, like, we don't decide who's gonna, what order we're gonna do. It's really, it's a big adrenaline jolt right at the start for me. Yeah, we just kind of jump in and... It's like life, guys. It's like one of those improv (laughs) workshop warm-ups where, like, you're trying to count to... 10 without speaking at the same time as anyone you know what i mean mm. i've like, never zip, done improv zip, zap, zap. oh yeah right right <laughs> you never did improv no i just did a guest spot on an improv show at the groundlings last week it was my first time there in like two years mm. was it fun it is fun it's just a whole different thing like you have to like let yourself be silly yeah i love it and not judge where would you rank stand-up improv sketch acting writing all that kind of stuff in in your careers in terms of like enjoyment yeah what do you what are you drawn to most may oh man that's really hard i kind of re- rediscovered stand-up or, or sorry improv after um feel good came out because i felt like then people were coming to see me and they wanted like really dark personal stand-up and i, I just wanted to be dumb and silly and I loved just like playing with my friends and doing dumb voices and playing like an old lady or like Debbie. Oh, yeah, Debbie. Yeah. So I've fallen back in love with it. So at the moment, I'm like, I don't know, man. But then I'm never going to stop doing stand up. It's the it's the best. Yeah. Uh, so that's my answer is I don't know. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of shows in LA they're just improv right a lot of the ones you've been doing lately I do a lot of improvised stand-up with a bucket of questions from the audience mm-hmm. and I really love I really love doing that yeah and the shows and- you do with um Stephanie 
uh, are yeah. those stand up or improv or both or both? No, those are just improv. Me, Stephanie, and Alana, and oh, man, those two are so funny. Uh, and we have such different energies. It is super mm. fun. Yeah, those are that's like the funnest. We do. Yeah, we I've do seen like. That. Yeah, we'll do like an hour long show, and it gets really melodramatic and kind of emotionally cathartic. And Stephanie's just such a good actor that yeah. there's something so funny about when she's just really grounded in a scene, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm just acting with a really brilliant actor who's playing like a therapist or like you know how this yeah. is just so funny when she really commits to just being like very where you're like well my leg fell off in a sewer and she's like oh my god like I'm so sorry like she just is playing the truth of the reaction you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah she's, she's good funny. she's good I live yeah. with her <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie was right behind me in the groundlings a program and i would love going to see the, her shows because she was always so unique when you said stephanie was right behind me in the groundlings i just pictured her just following you around like standing <laughs> right behind you she was in the program the the group right behind after mine mm-hmm. and she did a thing at the mall the sketch take uh took place at a chico's and it was a fashion show for chico's <laughs> that made me laugh so hard everyone's in these like culottes and um, <laughs> blouses hey, what's a culotte <laughs> it's like um it's like a pant that has big flowy legs okay um for like people that women wear like in the summer when they don't want to wear shorts oh mm. nice she was like the person narrating the fashion show <laughs> it was just so funny <laughs> oh I- Comedy's fun, you guys. You guys. Not always, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I started in improv. That was like, that was my way into stand-up. Stand-up mm-hmm. seemed too scary to Me just too. start there. Mm. So Same. I took classes at uh, the Groundlings to learn improv. And, and that's what helped me get, like, I had stage fright back then. Mm-hmm. And that helped me get rid of it learning improv and did you move to LA fortune to be an actor or a stand-up or no I didn't really know what I wanted to do I got you just knew you were a star yeah (laughs) I didn't know that for sure (laughs) just knew you were one of God's favorite children yes was the chosen one I had never done stand-up I had never done improv when I moved to LA uh I had done acting in theater at college but wasn't the best I was like, again, I had that stage fright. We also weren't doing comedies, so it was, like, dramatic stuff and Shakespeare. So what was your vision in your head when you were moving to well, L.A.? I got a job doing, like, PA-type stuff, and so mm-hmm. I moved for just the life experience. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to grad school yet, and I've never been to L.A., and I got this job opportunity. I was like, yeah, why not? Let's just have a life thing, and then I can be a grown-up later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved not really knowing what I was doing. And then when I was here, I had a hard time making friends. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Because Matt, you're the most like rude. Just, you are <laughs> the rudest, <laughs> coldest. <laughs> I was shy, though. Really? I was I was in a shy phase because I had just moved from Spain. I was living in Spain for a year. Right. And I found when I was living in Spain, I became kind of in, uh, more introverted. I'm already kind of an extroverted introvert Mm -hmm. and that Spain made me really introverted and it 
seeped into my first year in LA. I was pretty shy. Right. So it wasn't like the bubbly, chatty. I was just kind of like, hey, guys. You were the shy <laughs> PA. Yeah. The shy <laughs> PA is a pretty good character. Anybody want to <laughs> hang out? Hi, and they're um, like, no, sorry. Weirdo. Do you want to? Uh, they're like, why haven't you asked me if I want a coffee? And you're like, exactly. I was going to. I just didn't know how to um, ask. Um, do you want one? Yeah. Uh, speak shy. up. Oh, I'm the shy uh, production assistant, <laughs> sir. Uh, I wasn't even out yet. I didn't even know I was gay when I moved to LA. If you everyone else believe did, believe it. They sure did. The shy mm-hmm. closeted PA is my shy favorite new sitcom. PA. From, I'm like, yeah, any single guys? Everybody's like, who is this person? <laughs> Wait, were you really inquiring about single guys? Oh, I wasn't inquiring, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'm single. I haven't met the right guy. I just haven't met the right guy, <laughs> oh the right guy yet. That's what uh, I used to do a joke about that when people were like, oh, yeah, you just haven't found the right guy yet. I was like, uh, you're right. Um <laughs> Uh, and until then, uh, I'll just keep, do this uh, gay thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep gaying it up until the right guy comes along. Well, obviously, in hindsight, I look back and go, "Oh my god!" Like, are you kidding me? I was so gay. I'm and, single. I'm single I mean, since and I was, shy. Like, a kid. Do you know any shy guys? Are there any like really sensitive guys that like to talk about their feelings? Because I'd be really into that. I, it's fine if they're gay. <laughs> So I was single, clearly. <laughs> single and no friends. Were you tempted to try New York ever, you two? Or was L.A. always the... I didn't plan to move to L.A. My childhood best friends. We grew up together. and We moved around just based on where they were going to college or grad school and all of that. <laughs> and you so tagged was, along? Yeah, I was just tagging along. And then <laughs> we were in Colorado. My friend finished uh getting her master's and the two of them wanted to move to LA to get into TV and film and I was like well I guess I'll come just not because I wanted to be in TV or film right. or stand up or anything I was just like well I couldn't possibly imagine my life without them so oh, uh we moved wow. out to LA and I slept on their couch and got a place oh, but I saw in the paper that you could do stand up at like mm-hmm. coffee shops and laundromats and everywhere in LA. So I um I started doing stand up and then I accidentally <laughs> landed here. Remember when you could find stuff in the paper? Like I yeah. found I used to find all my apartments and jobs in the newspaper. Like yeah. in Toronto the the weekly uh, now magazine. But yeah, mm-hmm. you go to the back and it would be like looking for a roommate or um mm-hmm. you know call center job or whatever those are the, those are the days oh my god was popular when i first moved to la mm-hmm. that's how i did start making friends eventually was i went on craigslist stopped well i joined the growlings the improv started making what? friends there and then i joined like a ultimate frisbee team and a soccer oh, team my oh, gosh. Via Craigslist? i went to an african well like drum- any good straight shy girl would do i, know. <laughs> I also went to african drumming classes oh Seriously? my gosh fortune casting a wide net to make friends oh you were doing God. that solely to make friends solely to make friends and did, who is your lasting friend from your african drumming class from your um she just texted me last week monica <laughs> she's having her <laughs> birthday party soon but 
Yeah, I went from like, because I remember it was 2005. I had been in LA for a year and a half and it was Christmas time and I called my mom. I'm like, I'm so sad. I don't have any friends. LA's so hard. Nobody's nice. Nobody talks to each other. I don't know what to do. And she goes, do you want to come home and move in with me? I go, no. (laughs) She said, then she goes, then you need to start trying to make friends you need to put yourself out there you got it how old were you um 20 would have been 25 okay she was like you know of course she's like go to church i'm like no next <laughs> she's well, like okay i do this, weirdly do when when i moved to england i weirdly uh, i had a slow time making friends in england but I, I moved there with my girlfriend so we had each other but i had this day job in like a call center and I weirdly did go to a church group to meet oh, yeah? people. I was yeah. just interested. It was like a I could go on my lunch break at work. It was right around the corner. And I went mm-hmm. once a week because I really like the stories and the mythology and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, maybe this is what I'm missing. And I'd go and you get a ham sandwich and you talk about St. Paul and his letters to the Ephesians or whatever. <laughs> and I was very quickly, I was like, oh, no, this is bad because they were like, they weren't into me and they were not into gay people. And I was like, damn, because I kind of was hoping I'd <laughs> yeah, find this. I was this, really like... into y'all's stories, but I guess I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, I was loving these stories, man. Loved but... your ham sandwiches, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'll go date girls now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be proactive and I thought maybe I'd find some spirituality I was I was lacking. And Well, people do meet each other at those church. You know, you just have to both your um, life views and morals have to line up for that to be your people you know i should have found like a, a unitarian like kind of you know yeah this is something like, like that yeah yeah well i ended up going from my mom was just like if you want to be there and you want to if you don't want to come home then you have to start being the one trying and i ended up that's when i went to craigslist found all those different sports african <laughs> drumming all these things oh so in God. 2005 amazing i went from also being in the closet Mm-hmm. and having no friends to now i realize i'm gay i've joined all these groups all these sports teams by <laughs> summertime i have so many friends and i'm throwing barbecues in my backyard i'm oh introducing people to each other wow. i have oh like God. all the friends and i'm now like the social guru for the next like eight years Oh, my Um, God. And, like, people met their now spouse at my barbecues. I'd have these big barbecues every year, and I would have friends perform, and we'd raise money for charity things. And, and, like, people were like, oh, I met so many friends at your barbecues. And um, and that's also the year I started stand-up. All these things happened in 2005 because I put myself out there. I remember when I first moved to L.A., I called my mother, and I I told her, that I was so scared about an earthquake mm-hmm. hitting. You know, I just, yeah. I'd only seen them in movies and TV shows. And it seemed like, I, it was my impression that an earthquake meant that the city, the building, everything would be rattling for like 30 minutes. Right. I, right. I, I didn't think it was quick. Right. And I remember when I called my mother concerned about earthquakes, she said, oh, well, sweetie, why don't you move home? yeah (laughs) and i was i was like almost 30 years old i mean i was like maybe 26 27 i was like i can't move home because i'm scared of an earthquake (laughs) (laughs) 
We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like a neighbor who likes to play the drums or a coworker who likes to stop by and chat a little too often. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their family group chat just because they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. I use ZocDoc and so should you. Go to ZocDoc.com handsome and download the ZocDoc app for free and then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash handsome. ZocDoc.com handsome. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm still a little scared of earthquakes. Well, yeah, they're scary. Yeah. But luckily, they don't last 30 minutes. Right. I, I felt one, it was like a, a year ago or so, and I just got dumped. And I was so sad. And then, um, and then the like the night after I got dumped, the earthquake. It was the first time I'd ever been awake and felt one. Mm. And it was like, man, there, I, there's nothing lonelier than being alone in an earthquake. Like, just like <laughs> awake in bed and like, well, broken hearted. No yes, no one, no one to look out for. Are you okay? No yeah. one to like, reach for. And you're just like, yeah. I guess the earth is about to swallow me whole. And I feel God the love earth it. Move under, <laughs> my, under feet. my feet. Our son Finn came into our room when he was like three, maybe, in the middle of the night. And right when he got in our bed, an earthquake hit. Oh, and no. it like really yeah, rattled jolts. and like moved the house. He was so confused and scared. And after that happened, anybody he came across, he was like wanting to talk about earthquakes and how it's going to be okay and you oh don't have God. to be scared it, no. it, yeah and he was processing it through nurturing other people that oh. weren't even concerned or asking about it <laughs> and this went on for a good year oh my it God. was the saddest cutest thing to see him trying to work that out but it didn't it didn't go away quickly for him yeah He's like, yeah. I'm never getting in that bed again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Yeah. I love, like, him, yeah, I love when kids are working stuff out via, like, mm -hmm. thinking that they're helping other people. But it's so obvious that they're, oh. I, this child who I live with, yes. we're, we, he struggles with losing at board games. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, finds that really upsetting. And, and so we were, I was like, oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to pretend. So I was like. Oh man, sometimes if if I lose a board game, I just flip out. Like I I get so mad and we were, we were yeah. playing this board game. I was like, guys, if I lose, like I'm I might like cause some real shit here. Like I I'm going to yeah. freak out. And I she was like that. Yeah, and she was like, oh no, if, you know, real shit. <laughs> <cause> <laughs> 
but then she's like soothing me and she's like you know sometimes you lose and it's like helping Aww. her because she's like yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't win all the time and then and then I she kind of wants to see me lose now so I I lose and I'm like oh my god and then I like throw a destroy pillow. the house yeah I go outside I'm like I gotta cool down I gotta go outside and she's like okay you gotta take a deep breath and then we're playing it <laughs> and then I'm slowly realizing like she there's a point at which she just thinks I'm a psychopath like I got it you like, know yeah, yeah I'm teaching her but I don't want her She's to think like, I'm actually like, real anger issues. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is related, but unrelated, but who cares? Um, last night, uh, Max and Finn had these little ice cream pops and Finn had his first. And then Max came downstairs and Finn, Finn is so aware of these ice cream. Pop- they love them. He, he loves them. In particular, he yeah. loves them so much. And so if we have friends coming over, he's always like, uh, maybe we should buy uh, a few boxes of those ice creams. And uh, Ooh, so he's like, really, he's really on it, you know. So last night he finishes his ice cream. Time goes by. Then Max comes down and Finn is like, uh, Max, uh, do you want your ice cream? And, uh, and Max is like, uh, yeah, sure. And he goes, oh, okay, Max, do you want me to get it for you? And, uh, and so he's s- assisting in the whole process because he wants to be close to that ice cream. He <laughs> wants it, but he knows he can't have it. So, he's, so he gets ice cream out of the freezer for Max. And then he's like, uh, Max, do you want a little bowl to put your ice cream in when you're Aww. not eating it? And Max is just like, sure. And just like going along. But Finn is just like, here you go, Max. And he's putting it on the counter and like, oh, you know, pulls the chair out for Max to oh sit my down. Gosh. And he's just sitting. He's like... What what that translates to is just like I want that ice cream <laughs> so oh desperately. God. Oh my god, it was so cute. I could that's hardly so deal weird. with it. Is there a world in which he ever gets two, or that's a big no? No, no he they've gotten two, and it's mainly when they've helped themselves to the second one, and mm. and then they act like, oh, I didn't know I couldn't just keep <laughs> eating endless ice cream cones. Yeah, um, oh, who me? Oh, yeah. yeah, and then it's like, and they're like, good. Do I just finish it, or do you want it, Mayor? And it's like, <laughs> no, you can have it, but you can't just eat ice cream until bedtime that that sounds like me i'm like what yeah. what i didn't know. okay <laughs> no, no, nobody told I didn't me know that we shouldn't do that i didn't know there was a except limit. i'm a grown woman and this is my wife that i'm having this conversation with <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad i mean it was just there i was like okay whatever. we had we had one of those boxes of chocolates that have different flavors all in it and i had mm-hmm. set it aside because it wasn't vegan to give to somebody else and when i decided oh oh right that box of chocolates i'll i'll give i'll bring that give that to this person whatever mm-hmm. and uh, i open it <laughs> no joke there was a nibble out of every no. chocolate in oh there oh my god <laughs> and one or both of our roommates had gone in there and tasted all of the chocolates <laughs> But what self-restraint to not eat the whole thing, like just the, to take a notice. little nibble? But I think it was because it's not vegan. It probably tasted weird to them. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, should we get into our uh, question? 
We should. I'm excited about this because yeah. we've wanted to get him on. Well, we did record. We recorded like an yeah. hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Great like, episode. Great. It actually was really good. Mm-hmm. I know. It was like an interview episode. It was, it and then was we, when we were testing this sh- our podcast and what trying it Trying to be. figure out what it is. Yeah, and yeah Brett, like the format. We had format. like a guest in person and Brett like was like one of us. Yeah. yeah. And then we were like, no, oh, we're just going to get people to do questions. So <laughs> I'm glad that we finally have got him on. A lot of people have asked for him mm-hmm. uh, on the socials. Uh, so today we have Brett Goldstein. He's an actor, a writer, a comedian, best known for playing Roy Ken on Ted Lasso. He's won two Emmys for that role, which is mm-hmm. insane. Two Emmys. He also co-created the show Shrinking. And you can listen to his podcast, Films to be Buried With. It's uh, the most handsome comedian around, Brett Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hi, handsomes. This is Brett Goldstein. Big fan, huge fan. Uh, my question for you all is, do you have a recurring dream or nightmare that you've perhaps had all your life? I'd like to hear from all three of you, please, in a specific order. Tig first, then mm. Mavis, then Fortune. <laughs> I like how ah. Brett says our names. That's the first Tig. guest who's requested a specific order. Mavis. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. But I feel a little on the spot here, especially since I don't really remember my dreams. Really? No. Well, think about it for a second. I do want to say about Brett. um, I have a lot to say about Brett. He's just the dreamiest. He really is. I know I'm a big old Les. We (laughs) all know this about me. Yeah. My wife's a big old Les. My Mm -hmm. wife's been out since she was 15. Mm-hmm. We're both gold stars. Yeah. That means we've never had the pain. Mm-hmm. I know where this is going, but Brett is your... I mean, my wife saw him last night. We went to this thing and he was there and she giggled like a schoolgirl. <laughs> I'm not, my wife does not... There's no man in the world that can make my wife giggle. And she was like... <laughs> Brett. That's so funny. And, and then she, she realized she did it. And she goes, oh my God, he just... <laughs> Made me giggle. I go, I know. <laughs> You're like, just... yeah, I know. How do you think I feel, honey? <laughs> that was very confusing to me, too. Um, but we I see he, he has that effect on everyone, even like giant celebrities. Mm. I've seen them meet him and like they are giggling. He's got this thing. I know he really does. And, and but it it's so funny. Like, I think he had to come to America for that to really explode like he was successful in england and mm. I, i've known him for so long i'm just from the stand-up circuit and we lived together one summer at the edinburgh fringe and stuff and mm-hmm. he, he was always like amazing and so charming and yeah but something he he has morphed into a true heartthrob i don't know the british folks didn't appreciate it quite like the americans do they do now and they did but i don't know he's I think he really tapped into something with that character, Roy Kent. Mm-hmm. I think he really lit people's ponties on fire with he that. He really lit the ponties on fire for well, sure. Well, I think Americans, yeah. they love an accent, mm-hmm. you know, he's, yeah. he's bringing it. And he's got that combination of masculinity and vulnerability, which yes. is like catnip. He's like such a dude, but then he's like, Fortune, how are you feeling? <laughs> you know, he'll have like this like deep conversation with you he's looking you in the eyes and he's like that's great who's <laughs> been your favorite person tonight that you've talked to I'm like, yeah you? i mean i also think the bar <laughs> is in this at some of those parties is 
like Hollywood parties, the bar is so low for just like people actually being engaged and looking yeah. you in the eye and saying something. And like, so I think a lot of the Brits stand out for that reason because they're like, they actually want to chat, you know? Mm. Oh, was that a British thing? Because yeah, uh, the LA thing is you're talking to someone and they're looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. yeah. to see who else is in the room. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, there's Thomas Willette. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. We Brett and I, a video of me and Brett kissing on stage went on someone posted on Twitter or something and it's mm-hmm. the most watched thing of anything I've ever done in my whole career like the most wow it got the mo- more attention than anything I've ever done and people were like is that Simon Cowell and Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> we all did a show together and you named it what was it called yeah that we that we make love to one another live on stage we right. do a lot of making out we do a lot of yeah well, so y'all named it that kind of as a joke, right? But then people came really wanting y'all to make out. Yeah, the vent with the first we arrived to do it, and the venue was like, "Do you guys need a tarp on stage or some?" Pl-? We were like, "What do you think this? Do you is? need like, a bed?" Yeah, we're like, <laughs> like, "You're gonna have a sex show." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys probably need a tarp, right? A we tarp. did make out for real once in our lives. Oh, really? How did how did that go? We were at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and we were like, we were both single. I think we went into the month, we were sharing an apartment. And at the beginning of the month, we were like, hey, man, both of us were like, you know, we're probably going to be out a lot. We're probably going to bring home a lot of babes. Like, this is going to be a really fun month. We could not get laid the whole (laughs) month. And every night we'd go out and being like, I think I got a vibe with this person. And for some reason, we couldn't get, we couldn't even kiss anyone. Uh We were striking out left, right and center. And we were like, what is wrong? Are we repulsive? Like, what's happening? And then right near the end of the month, we went to a party. And I think I had instigated spin the bottle at the party. And we were, like, ton- we were like, tonight's the night. We're going we're gonna to hook up with people. Again, ended up walking home, just the two of us. The sun's coming up. And just we were like, I mean, should, should- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I think I did a smooth move, which is I got a, I got like a glass bottle from a recycling bin. We were walking by and I on it on the ground i was like should we just play spin the bottle and then we made out for a bit and then it was and then we were both like all right well anyway good night it didn't didn't have the magic that the friendship has the friendship is too magic it's too magical um, yeah sometimes you just don't have that smoochy smooch with your friends like you tried it and it was like yeah i love kissing him but yeah we were he's he's just the best kindest friend well i have remembered a dream that I've had a few times. See? Oh, great. See? All, all we had to do is... <laughs> it's not a nightmare. Did he say nightmare? Yeah, dream I, or, or nightmare. Both. Okay. Well, I've had a dream probably, I don't know, two or three times in my life where I realize I'm in someone's house. I know them and I'm in their house. And I'm like, okay. whoa, why am I in Fortune's kitchen? You know what I mean? Where I, I don't understand how I ended up in that room of somebody's house. Wait, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> oh Sorry. my god, Tig. What? <laughs> what? I guess I guess as someone who doesn't regularly remember their dreams, you're like, Oh yeah, I got one. But that's like the to I think to the average person, that's like the the first one percent of a dream, you know? Like then- well, I'm lucky I got even that. I mean, because I just wake up 
going, well, I guess I was just unconscious and now I'll just get this new day started, you know? I'm kind of like that too, though. Seriously? Yeah, I don't have, I I don't have a lot of vivid dreams that I remember. Oh my God. I'm, I'm just tossing and turning, talking in my sleep, dreaming. I I think my subconscious is more unhealthy than yours, guys. What does it mean if someone has a lot of dream? Are we all having dreams that some of us remember and some of us don't? Well, it depends on if you get to that uh realm right uh because some of them you don't dream right uh, of, of like rem because you know i have this i have this app called sleep talk mm-hmm. that records it records your whole night and it's activated by sound so it records if you're talking in your sleep and mainly it's farts let's be honest but then farts. there's <laughs> <laughs> so but, you have a chatty bottom it's like this. I have a, and wait what does parvati think about your chatty bottom no, I'm 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 not really farting a lot in my sleep, but I like a I think, chatty bottom. May it sounds like maybe you have a chatty bottom. Does anyone out there listening have a chatty bottom? If oh so, my God. let us know here at the honk, Handsome honk. Pod. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But I'm like such a conflict averse person in my life i never raise my voice really very rarely and and in my sleep i am like fuck you i am angry i am it's so crazy and i wanted to find get all that aggression out in your dreams yes it's life telling you to speak up Mm -hmm. your dreams saying let it out may yeah so then the in the app it saves like i it saves all the recordings and you you let's hear your chatty bottom go on Let's hear that chatty bottom. Hang on. (laughs) Who's got that chatty bottom? May's got that chatty bottom. I said, who's got that chatty bottom? May's got that chatty bottom. Chatty bottom. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then behind May is... Oh, yeah. Wah, 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 uh-huh. This is one that is funny because I sound so lucid and um mm-hmm. what I'm saying is this is this is a rat. And I'm saying it it sounds like I'm in Game of Thrones in the or mafia. something. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know that's what that like, was actually. That uh, that was sexy time. Yeah, that sounded very intimate. Put, put your hand okay. here. No, put is it here. Is that what that was? Okay, I don't. Put your hand right. <laughs> I don't here. know what that put was. Your I don't hand know on my chatty said. bottom. No, that's wah, not. Wah, Can you oh plug my, my chatty bottom? No. <laughs> I want you to plug it. Plug my chatty bottom. <laughs> Cork Just it. Get a finger and put it in my chatty bottom. <laughs> 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 you go, what was that? Put your hand right here. Okay, okay, okay. okay. This is that is here my is, um, chatty bottom. Here's this is a rat. This is a rat. 
That wasn't your sleep. <laughs> I'm asleep and I yeah. sound like Judy Dench. Can you, can you play that one more time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ready? Can you make that a song? Do you think I should remix yes, it? Yes, of course. Okay. This is a rat. <laughs> it's insane it's insane i hope that there is somebody on the other side of that going what is this yeah and they're just pointing at a rodent oh this is a rat and you were so like um it sounds like you're fully awake mm-hmm. yeah. and, and you're enunciating this is so, a rat Okay, I, this is years ago. I'm in England. I was dating someone at the time, and she's—you can hear her. She's in bed with me, hmm. and uh, this is what she wakes up to. Okay, ready? Imagine this. You fucking hypocrite! <gasps> she, that, I'm that was you again. I, yes, and I sound strangled. I'm fully asleep. I swear. I'm gonna play it for you again. You fucking hypocrite! Like what? <laughs> that sounds like and a then, scene from a movie it's so abusive so then she goes what and then you and then i go i want to break up with you and you're laughing i want to break up with you and you're laughing i might break up with you and you're laughing so she's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and then (laughs) we get to the we get to the bottom of what's going on so in this next clip you can hear her poor little scared voice and she's like may stop it you're scaring me you're scaring me and it's not funny and I'm c- completely asleep and I'm like, I'm awake. I love that you record all these. It's well, that's app. the app. Get that app, Fortune. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm really pissed. Well, stop it because you're talking and it's scaring me. It's so scary. Did you? Okay, then I say why I'm mad. Okay, then this is the big reveal of why yeah. I've been going, you fucking hypocrite. I'm going to break up with you. The reveal well, is coming Well, it's because she doesn't know what a rat is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. If, okay. So this is the big reveal. Yeah. It's so scary. Did you fuck Harry Styles? <laughs> Did you fuck Harry Styles? <laughs> with no ass. I thought you said, did you fuck her still? No, did you fuck Harry Styles? And... I love her reaction, my girlfriend at the time. Did you fuck Harry Style? <laughs> you wanna wake up? Okay. I'm pissed off. Wow. <laughs> that is Okay, that is but crazy. here's my concern. <laughs> how, I have a few. How old is your mattress? It did go. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. <laughs> like just talking, it's squeaking. Like I, Willy Wonka's grandparents' like you were bed. A Charles Dickens novel. Yeah, I was completely picturing Willy Wonka's grandparents, all four of them, lying in that old bed. Look, it's head an to Ikea, toe. Ikea bed frame. That I, I built it very badly. Stop. You're scaring me. And do you think she brought Harry Style back to that squeaky bed? Did you fuck Harry Style? Like I'm so abusive and scary and. <laughs> She's it is your voice is very like yeah um like you're in the mafia like yeah it's like real doing? emotion right yeah, yeah. it felt like hypocrite. a scene from your show feel good really mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because of the british accent may yeah. stop you're scaring me and that accent is sexy it's a sexy accent 
I'm just in my day-to-day life. I'm not a jealous person. I'm not accusatory. I don't, if I, in my subconscious, I'm like, you better not fucking look at anyone. Like, it's crazy. I think at some point we've all been concerned. Did our partner sleep with Harry Style? (laughs) 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 The only happy sleep talk recording I have, because they're, they're all kind of upsetting. And then the only really cheerful one I have is there's one, a couple of years ago, one night I go, oh boy. I got a puppy. And I say it like that. Oh, boy. I got a puppy. Oh, boy. Wow, that's that's cool. I, um, yeah, I didn't even know about this app. No. So you, you don't remember your dreams either, Fortune? No, not really. I have this, like, one dream I remember when I was, like, a kid of a, of a witch, kind of like the Wizard of Oz, coming over the banister. And that scared me for, like, years. Over the banister? Yeah, like the green witch, very giant witch came there. Like it was at my grandmother's house. She had like this wraparound staircase. And the witch like came over the staircase and with the big scary green. I'd probably just watch The Wizard of Oz or something. I would bet that's true. (laughs) But in general, yeah. I mean, like last night I had a dream where it's like I couldn't find my car. Um, so sometimes I'll have like stressful dreams where I wake yeah. up going, Ugh, I'm so stressed about whatever I was like, I'm, I can consciously when I wake up be like, thank God I woke up. I was so stressed that I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out whatever was happening in that dream. Right. It's so crazy when you have, I, I had a dream once that I kissed Ricky Lindholm. Oh, really? Who's, who's Ricky yeah. Lindholm? She's an actress, writer, okay. director. She's part of um, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the blonde. Yeah, she's an old friend, and I have never looked at her that way. And I had a dream that we macked down, <laughs> and then when I saw her again, I was like, "Ricky, oh my gosh!" I had this insane dream where we were kissing, and I, oh my I, god, yeah, I think there was probably a week where I thought I was kind of attracted to Ricky because of that <laughs> kiss in my dream. Uh-huh. It was so crazy. I haven't had many dreams like that about somebody. And it was so, Ricky felt so random to me. I wonder, yeah, what she represents to your subconscious or something. That's so funny. It's so funny to me how your brain, it's like you're sitting side stage as a director and you're like, okay, now bring on the elephant with the uh, wig. Okay. And now take (laughs) make out with uh, Ricky. It's like, a director that is yeah. out of their mind. Nothing yeah. makes sense. And you're just like, oh, okay. Ricky Lindholm? Okay, sure. I'll kiss her. I had a dream about Eminem once, like Marshall Mathers, where uh-huh. we, it was a full love story where like when I woke up, I felt like I understood him. I connected to him. Like I, I felt so much loyalty to Eminem. And like, <laughs> guys, I get him. Like, yeah, it felt so real. But yeah. my, my my dad used to have, he is good at like lucid dreaming and, and in his childhood and into his teens, if he was having a nightmare, he knew that if he could just find a bowl of tomato soup in the dream, like he'd go, oh, fuck, I'm in a nightmare right now. I got to look for the bowl of tomato soup. And he'd find it like behind a couch or under a table. And if he could wow. just take a sip of it, then the the whole dream would be flooded by warm tomato soup and he'd wake up. Oh, that's interesting. That is wild. I've never heard of that. Yeah. My wife has had dreams where in her dream, I did something mm. <laughs> that she didn't care for. Mm. 
or like kissed a girl or something and she would wake up upset with me yeah and i'd be like what's going on what's going on <laughs> i've had that where um i've ha- that is a recurring dream where stephanie breaks up with me and okay, now the truth comes out there's yeah. a lot of dreaming how we got ricky we got <laughs> Yeah, I woke up a few days devastated and upset with Stephanie, and oh, yeah, and they're just like, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> over like, here snoring. Yeah, you're like, I did not care for the way you broke up with me. The mm-hmm. the thing that I have done that has stood out the most to me was clearly there was some sort of dream happening. I talk about it in my stand up um, special, sweet and salty. But I had done that whole 30 thing where you cut out all this stuff and you only mm-hmm. eat whole foods, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I had eliminated sugar and dairy and gluten and everything. And um, I stayed off of that stuff for a couple months. And then when I I had a show in Toronto and I came and everyone was like, you have to eat this chicken sandwich. And um, I don't know why I decided to break my whole foods thing and I ate it and that night I guess I had like crazy dreams and I've never had this happen before but I woke up and I had my hands on Jack's like (laughs) kind of towards her um chest what and I'm gonna kill her (laughs) (laughs) or eat her oh my god eat her like a sandwich (laughs) and she goes what are you doing I go what well, and I'm like, and I'm like coming to, and she's like, oh my God. I go, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my I go, what God. was that? She goes, I don't know. And we're both looking at each other like, what the F? And I go, it's the gluten. <laughs> Can you imagine gluten. that in a trial? Yeah. Your Honor, it was the gluten. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I think something was happening in my dream. I was like trying to protect myself and didn't realize I had like lunged at Jack's. And it wasn't, thank God it wasn't like a real, like it was just kind of my hands were in her vicinity. But we were (laughs) were like, like, oh my God. Were you sent to the guest room for the next month? (laughs) I mean, she definitely was like, what the f and i go yeah. i don't know i i don't i don't it has never happened since nothing I, it's not <laughs> like i'm not like a to- sleep talker or walker yeah or yeah choker or any of it you're not a sleep choker <laughs> but it was um i really do think the gluten the gluten got me wow there's a if you're listening to this and also you guys there's a video on youtube just search mom sleepwalking and it's this kid in in his 20s and he's filmed his mom sleepwalking and she's being hilarious she's like the tomato cage is open or something like that Uh and then he shows her then there's a video of he's showing her that video and she has no idea she's been filmed she's like what are are we about to watch he's like just watch just watch and then you watch her react to seeing herself in the kitchen fully doing these weird movements and and it, it is so funny she goes oh that's not that's not right that's not right. It's crazy. <laughs> you got to watch it. I also find it fascinating when people do like all that like online shopping and stuff on Ambien. Wow. And then they have yeah, I have friends that have like been on Ambien and they ordered like a ton of stuff from Amazon and really? all these packages showed up a couple days later and they're like, "What is this?" 
It's wild when your body can just function like that mm -hmm. and move about the world and do things and you're not, there's nobody at home. What if I had done this whole, like every episode of our podcast, I'd just been on Ambien the whole time. <laughs> like I didn't even know I was doing the <laughs> handsome like, pod. like, wait, I'm on the handsome pod? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I like, mean, yeah, May, obviously. chatting with friends. Mike uh, Berbiglia. You oh, know, that's right. Our, our previous guest, he very famously jumped out of a window. What? Yeah, you On don't know about that? No. Oh, yeah, because he's a sleep. A he's crazy a sleepwalker. sleepwalker. He jumped out of a second story window. Oh, and fuck! To this day, he has to be zipped up in this like sleeping bag with mittens on, so he mm -hmm. like can't get himself out of that. Oh my god! I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, he did a, a show about it and a movie about it. Mm -hmm. called sleepwalk with me okay I, i'm gonna watch that that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah i bet so. there are a lot of people who use it as a fake defense and in, in court like i mean there definitely have been cases mm -hmm. where the person was like i had no idea i was asleep yeah i robbed I that know. bank i was fully asleep they're in the bank being like did you fuck harry style to the cashier <laughs> <laughs> with your chatty bottom <laughs> honk honk should we oh, listen huh? to uh, Brett's answer? Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Yeah, let's do it. I regret putting that order. I think the order may have been a mistake. I didn't uh -oh. realize it would lead to such trouble between the three of you. It was just top of my head, the order. It wasn't in, it didn't mean anything. I didn't take any meaning from the order. <laughs> my answer to, I have, I have a recurring dream. Quite a dark one, I have a dream that I, someone gives me drugs before a show and I smoke the drugs and the drugs are so strong that I go blind <laughs> and I can't communicate or explain that I'm so high that I can't see and I sort of get put on stage, like go and do the show and I'm blind and so high I can't speak and that's kind of the dream. So it's sort of like dreaming that you've forgotten your lines but instead of that you're blind and you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> i have had dreams before about like forgetting lines in plays mm -hmm. or not getting my homework done in school mm. like as an adult oh mm -hmm. yeah i've always had a fear of forgetting my lines in a live sh like stage show have you ever had that happen i've i've definitely blanked out before i had it happen on conan my very first Conan set, when I did stand-up, they they were supposed to have my bullet points on a cue card, and no one told the... It didn't go down the um, chain of command. Oh, my God. So I was started my set, and it was going well, but I, I just like, I'm just going to glance at the cue cards. And the cue card guy was sitting on the ground with the cue cards on his lap. And so <laughs> then my like OCD kicked in. Of like, oh wait, he he's supposed to have the cue cards and he's not. Does and should someone tell him that he doesn't have the cue cards? And I couldn't call up my next like this is all going in my head. Yeah. Oh my. I gosh. couldn't call up my next joke because my like OCD kind of thing was spinning. And why is he just sitting there with them in his lap? No one told him I needed cue cards. He no assumed one... that the comedian knew their own material, <laughs> knew their five minutes. Set. <laughs> but it was my, it was my, it was a long time ago, and it was my yeah, very yeah, yeah. first televised set, so I was yeah. nervous. So I wanted the yeah. bullet points as a security yeah. blanket. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at, I was going, um, 
Um, and it felt oh. like, I mean, it felt like a lifetime. It is it was my true nightmare come to life. Yeah. I look at Conan. He's like smiling. <laughs> I look at Andy. He's smiling. Everyone's oh my like, God. I know they're like feeling for me. And mm -hmm. I kind of stumble my way back into my set. And thank God, just I figured it out and kept it going. And then the, when they put it out, they took out that part luckily because yeah. oh. I got done and there are people come running over. Oh my God, we're so sorry. That was, you know, yeah. it, they knew it wasn't on me. So I think that's yeah, why yeah. that gave good. me the grace of editing it. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to get back, like get your I mojo know, back and I, finish I, it. Because I was like, I was stuck. I was paralyzed. I, I was like, I don't know how to get pull out of this. And I know we already talked on another episode about my Taylor Dane bit. But um, I did that bit on Conan and it was during a time when I had just been so sick and hospitalized for my intestinal disease and my mother had died and my girlfriend and I broke up that day and I went on <laughs> and was doing Taylor Dane and I spaced out and... I was so overwhelmed with life and the audience was like laughing nervously oh, and um, thinking I was doing a bit and I was acknowledging that I was like, Oh, you think I'm doing a bit? I'm actually, I was just blanked. And then mm -hmm. when I went backstage, the producer came up and he was like, Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We can clean that up. And, and I was so down and out that I yeah. just was like, you know what? I don't even care. Just just <laughs> oh put it out God. like that. Yeah. Just put it out like that. I'm sure wow. people will be interested to see mm -hmm. somebody flailing like that. I'm fine with it. And he yeah. was like, really? And I said, yeah, if you could, just put it out like that. Oh, you actually wanted that? You were like, I want that. I yeah. just thought, I, I was just in such a crazy headspace of like, you know, losing my health and my mother and my girlfriend that I was just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just, eh, I don't it. even care. Just put it out like it is. I don't, I, I'm not together. So you don't even have to make it look like I'm together. So it went out. And then I remember somebody had written a piece about that appearance. Yeah. Speculating if I was doing a bit or not. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I was is this not meta. Yeah. I was not doing a bit. I was stumbling through the whole thing. And oh my God. And yeah. So it's out there for your enjoyment. You are unpredictable in that way that I would not know either if it was mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah. I'd not. be like, is this some genius Andy Kaufman <laughs> meta anti comedy thing? Nope. It was just nope. someone right. down and out, just went through a breakup hours before. <laughs> oh god. Um and oh, uh and I, I didn't even know right around the corner I was gonna get a, a cancer diagnosis. That was oh, just creeping around the corner. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I yeah, like it's I've been endlessly amused watching that because of what the audience thought was going yeah. on that was not what was going on they're like gosh tig she she's so inventive is she so inventive when she when you think she's gonna zig she zags <laughs> when you think she's gonna zip she zap zops Zap zop. Zap <laughs> I was just thinking that, but I don't have the training to know zap zop zip zip or whatever zap zop. 
So you get where Brett's anxiety comes from, though. That's like a profoundly universal Mm -hmm. fear Mm -hmm. to be in front of an audience and, yeah, incapacitated like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. God, and he was he was really uh, he was regretting giving us the the order to answer in. But little did he know we would ignore that instruction completely. (laughs) We sort of followed it. Did we? Yeah. I just love, he's the only person on earth that calls me Mavis. And I want yeah. to clarify, my name is not short for Mavis. May yeah. is not short. It's just what he calls me. And he's the only one who I would allow that. Your lover boy. Yeah. <laughs> I call him Bradley because one time he, he has a story that he was on vacation in Jamaica. And uh, he introduced himself to this guy like five times. And every time the guy just thought his name was Bradley. So he'd be like, morning, Bradley. <laughs> and I just... And he might play one of the grumpiest characters on television and, the, you know, quote unquote meanest. And he's yeah. the nicest, biggest sweetheart. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was a fun episode. I got to keep it in my panties over here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. We have um, some stuff to plug if you guys are into uh seeing some more comedy we've got it for you i am at largo on the 24th of uh feb that's all i know at the moment confirmed definitely come to that though and if you're out in new york i'm gonna be in Peekskill, new york march 8th second show added uh in waterville maine march 10th and then just zigzagging around zip zap zip zops all around Los Angeles between Largo and Dynasty Typewriter. So just go to my website, tignotaro.com. Sign up for the uh, email list so you get all the important information right away. And it'll give you all ticket and show information there, too. I hope some of you guys will join me on the last leg of my stand-up tour. Early March, Houston, Texas, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mid-March, Wilmington, North Carolina, and Durham, North Carolina. Then Los Angeles, California, at the Theater at the Ace Hotel. We've also added four new shows. San Luis Obispo, California, Albany, New York, Hartford, Connecticut, and Bakersfield, California. Then I have The Beacon in New York City, Rancho Mirage, California, Seattle, Washington, and then Toronto in mid-May. So go to fortunefemster.com for tickets. Nice. As always, check out handsomepod.com for merch. And we got yes, some good gear. The merch. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, keep sending us pictures. We love seeing people in your handsome shirts and hats and your pretty little lady sweatshirts. It's so Ooh, fun to see. It's so good. Also, make sure you subscribe to handsome that is so key subscribe to the show if you want to see us continue doing this that's what keeps us going big time and also tell a friend share an episode share this episode tell an enemy you know yeah, tell, tell an enemy we don't care yeah. if you hate somebody make them laugh yeah and review us Give us five stars. Give us a rave review. We do really appreciate everybody who who keeps listening. This podcast continues to blow us away as far as the response. And people just, it feels like a little community that we've created. We have um, pages that our fans chat with each other and on our Instagram, on a Facebook fan page. There's a lot of handsome folks that that uh, are finding that community, and I love that. I love that people have a place they can go that are you know where they share with each other. And I don't think I knew there was a Facebook community going. I haven't been in there, but that I, I was told about that. Mm, okay, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Reddit, all kinds of stuff. 
Well, until next time, right? (laughs) Yeah. How about you guys? Keep Keep it handsome. Handsome is hosted by me, Fortune Feimster, Tignataro, and May Martin. The show is produced, recorded, and edited by Thomas Woulette. Email us at handsomepod at gmail.com and follow us on social media at handsomepod. What a podcast! What a podcast! What a podcast!